0: see ton i say oh hey welcome to the five count thank you so much you're quite welcome ton i'm so glad you're here and i'm so glad the gentle listeners out there understand what it is to enjoy great radio on a weekly basis oh yeah
1: it's really great
0: stuff i bet growing up you probably didn't realize what it could be what you could have
1: i never thought in a million years that I'd be doing this great radio with such a enormous hunk.
0: I just want to say that um, Ton is showing me photos of me on his phone that I did not know he took. Yes. Uh, it's a little
1: off-putting. There's me and my daughter doing dishes. That's see nice how I quickly
0: changed the subject?
1: Look at your face. You knew exactly what was happening
0: right hey, there. Hey, oh, yeah. Person listening to the show, look at Ton's phone, would you? Look at my phone. Look at Dusty's face. Come on now. It's the five-count ton. I'm so excited. You don't even understand what's happening tonight.
1: I have no idea.
0: It's a big-time interview special celebrity guest buddy on the program tonight. You've been keeping this one secret? It's the first one of the year. Could be the last. I don't know. Wow. We might have just hit the jackpot and topped it here, and why bother? All right. I'm okay with it. You ready for this? I am so ready. Joining us on the program tonight... Ian Anderson, founder, frontman for Jethro Tull.
1: <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes so much sense now. Did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming at all. Ian he's essentially he is
0: Jethro Tull. He is. His name might as well be Jethro Tull. <laughs> All right, I'm talking aqua lung, locomotive breath, thick as a brick, Jethro Tull. This is crazy. On the program tonight.
1: How can anyone even handle this?
0: Well, we're about to find out.
1: This is ridiculous.
0: Wow. It's all for you, Tun. That's a good one. I've been constantly for the last 20 years just trying to impress Tun. Maybe I did it, finally. You did. You did. You got me. Thank you so much. I knew if I just stuck with it, eventually I was going to do something. That did not disappoint Ton.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry that that's been your
0: existence. <laughs> I don't even really want to impress him or make him proud or even make him happy. I just want to like get an even par, like not disappoint him. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> what does that say about me, though?
0: It means you run a tight ship, <laughs> and by tight ship, I mean. Very abusive.
1: Very abusive. <laughs>
0: physically and mentally. Wow.
1: Well, I'm sorry for that. I think you're a fine young man, and you, you've impressed me many a times over our years. It's okay. You're a good man, Dust. And you are a good men and women. Yes, you are, gentle listeners, except Billy Floyd shouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice, but uh, funny. It is funny. (laughs) I know, just like his Twitter posts. Killing me, always. It's like I can't even, I'm on the same deal. Been trying to just like, not just impress, but somehow not disappoint Floyd shouts for last like three years. Killing ton (laughs) softly with his tweets. Just crazy.
0: Yeah, you guys have a thing going on.
1: Just trying to be friends with the guy. Trying to be friends with the guy.
0: Son, we've got plenty of messages from various friends. Do we really? Sent them into the five-count hotline.
1: That's awesome.
0: We'll reach into the old mailbag. I love when that happens. We'll see what's going on. Fishing around
1: in the mailbag.
0: We're going to hear some Jethro Tull. That's going to be sweet. They have a new album out. I did not know that. It's their first one in like almost 20 years. Wow. It's called The Zealot Gene. Wow. It's kind of like got a Bible vibe to it. You might love it. Really? Something to uh, think about. Yeah.
1: Think Bungle about in the
0: jungle. That's what Ton always
1: says. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That's cool. This is going to be a fun show. Sadly, we also have a tribute. Mm.
0: Ronnie Spector passed mm. away. I'm sure you saw that. Mm-hmm. So we'll play some uh, something from the Ronettes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Maybe uh, something from also dearly departed five-count alumnus Eddie Money. Yeah, man. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Speaking of... The money man. Dearly departed five-count alumni, Bob Saget. That was a sad one. I saw that, yeah. We didn't get to talk about that. Also, Ronnie Spector, I think that's not very timely anymore either, but... Yeah.
1: We're doing the best we can. It's a weird weird thing. I mean... I remember... (laughs) I guess it's... uh, Well, we've talked about this before, I guess, but... I remember the times when i was a child and talking like my mother talking and and talking about you know how all these people are are passing on and whatever you know celebrities or people that they looked up to you know her generation or whatever and so i have memories of her talking that way and and not fully understanding you know and now here we are we're right in it where all of the Like, pop culture idols are all going to be passing away here within our lifetime. It's kind of interesting.
0: And you loved Bob Saget. I think you loved him more than me. That's true. I'm going to say this, Ton, and you probably could have guessed it just by being around me for more than 12 minutes. Sure. Um, I enjoy Full House. Yeah. Probably more than most.
1: More than most people.
0: Like, um, you could take me to the bar and I could probably ace some sort of uh, Full House trivia. Yeah. Maybe even if Jeff Lang were hosting it.
1: Yeah, you could still ace it.
0: And you are more of a fan of America's Funniest Home
1: Videos. Yeah, I did like that. Because Ton loves to see strangers get hit in the nards. Well, it's funny because when you watch those now, it's like nothing it's like not even a big deal compared to what memes you can find in about 30 seconds you know what i'm saying
0: is that because no one had cameras back then like there's a lot more grandmas falling off the roof but back then not everyone had the foresight to have the camcorder running
1: well there had to have always been ridiculous things happening but i think both i think it's twofold i think less people had access to cameras Um, And also now, it's like ridiculous things are being done on purpose just to get views now. You know what I'm saying?
0: I don't think you ought to win $10,000 if you purposely step on a rake.
1: I bet it was happening then, though, also when the the show was happening. I'm sure people were trying to... You think the Smith family was maybe
0: going in and creating... The nard shots?
1: Very possible. That's very terrible. possible. I don't even want to think of that. I think very possible. Also back then, since it was a you know a a national show, I'm sure everything was super vetted. You know what I'm saying? Like vetted and even possibly re edited in another way to try to be funny or to have a certain look that they thought the show should have. Or nowadays you get the straight deal. I don't know.
0: Do you think we would ever get to that point What, where we have the straight deal on this show and not go back and have to time painstakingly pour over every minute of the show and edit things out and make us sound better? We've always been the straight deal. What are you talking about? Tom, I'm sorry to break this to you right here on the air, but uh, I've been going back and sweetening the show for years. No way. A lot of your stuff that you have, I mean, it's all... Basically all recut. That's not even true. I have a ton sound alike. There's no way. A sound alike? That's what you get for not listening to any of the shows. That's not even possible. Ton always says, why would I have to listen to it? I lived it. I lived it. (laughs) So he doesn't even know what it sounds like. The finished product. (laughs) Is that what my sound? Are you my
1: sound alike? I've had
0: ton voiceovers for years. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
1: Well, I better start listening, I guess.
0: The problem is, no one else listens either. That's why no one's told them. Yeah. Serious bummer. So you ask yourself, well, why bother doing it
1: at all? I don't know. You want to know something funny? I want to know if you get this <laughs> from others that that you encounter um, or other coworkers or something when they find out that you've done radio. <clears throat> I have some, some coworkers that, basically like they'll make comments of oh it's just yeah when you're talking on the phone i can just hear that that supreme radio voice you just have that luscious radio voice oh, oh yeah yeah say that thing in the radio vo- do it in the radio voice and i'm like <laughs> i've never had a radio voice
0: nonsense
1: <laughs> like we've never tried to have a radio voice ever
0: i wouldn't expect a super hot modest man to say anything else
1: it was just ridiculous so I'm wondering if you get that because I think even in your days of commercial radio, you didn't, you never purposefully tried to have a radio voice necessarily. You altered it slightly, I can remember, but it what it was just like because you had to do an ad or something, you know. But I don't know. Actually, or if you're like reading the Associated Press, it's like that you'd have to say it, you know, you'd have to have some kind of cadence, but. Otherwise, it's like you you weren't like, hey, hey, you know, you wouldn't do. That's why I didn't last
0: FM stuff. The problem is, Ton. anytime anyone finds out and they say, oh, you work in radio. Do you know stunt monkey? That's all I say. That's the only question I
1: ever get. <laughs> wow.
0: Man. Yeah, that's funny. Todd, I got a question for uh, for you. All right. It's from uh, your friend John in Newalm. Actually, it isn't a question. It's just a string of random things that he was up to, and I don't think any of it makes sense. But I'll uh, let you see what you think. Just wanted some of, just watched some of a hockalopes hockey zombie movie filmed in Austin, Saint Paul, etc. Recheck info if you and Ton want to watch. Also on was Beaver. Not sure if you know about those, but you can talk about it on the air. Idea for your five count at movies.
1: John. Wow, thanks, John. I haven't heard of either one of those. So where is he watching these? Ahakalopes. He watches them on Dad's TV. His dad, I think, not yours. Well, it can't be that awesome if it's just on like cable. You know what I mean? How's he watching the movies called Zombiever? It doesn't not sound good. You better look it up. Zombiever, A Hocalypse and Zombiever. A Hocalypse sounds more interesting just because it was filmed locally. Here's a
0: note from. Nikki's Strassemeyer Wieners.
1: Strassemeyer Wieners.
0: <laughs> I had a memory come up yesterday. I was getting my hair cut, and some lady was under the hairdryer with her tablet, blaring, listening to kiss on my list. Laugh out loud. Also, the song, She's Gone. When I was about eight, we had just put my cat Angel down. And that song came on the radio when we were eating supper and I cried so much. So now that song always reminds me of my cat dying. Mm. More laughing out loud.
1: Mm. Nikki. Wow. Way to go, Tom. Thanks for sharing, Nikki. You know what? Kiss (laughs) on my list is like, (laughs) there there is something about that song. When I listened to it recently... I was listening to it with my daughter, going, bringing her to summer preschool whatever, and that song was stuck in my head for like, I don't know, like a week and a half, and I, the same weird kind of thing would happen to me. Like, I'd be going to sleep, and that song would just be going on over and over in my mind, or I'd wake up in the morning, and that's like the, same, the chorus is going on in my mind. That sounds like a medical issue. That was weird. I want to have that looked at. I mean, I guess. Nikki, you want to have a look at it, or... He's busy
0: crying. Okay. Ton has a real knack for making women cry. And sorry about your cat, Nikki. Ton, this is nothing to LOL about, but we have a tribute to Ronnie Spector from the Ronettes. You remember? Yeah, man. Let's get to it, shall we?
1: Yes.
2: This is Mary Wilson of The Supremes, and you're listening to The Five Counts. Funny man, Eddie Money right here. They got two tickets in my pocket. And I want to tell you, you want to listen to some great rock and roll right here. The five count. Check it out and turn it up. No one's home.
0: home tonight oh man please somebody he doesn't want to let you go to see the that sounds like you're trapped in his trunk or something
1: isn't it let you go to the morning light it's a romantic thing really yes
0: sounds like an abduction
1: what do you mean an abduction
0: be my little tunny that's what i mean <laughs> welcome back to the five count yes rest in peace ronnie specter yeah Ton's still
1: here though, so I have no fear. I am still here for a limited time, but still cooking. What's that mean? I They're mean, gonna die soon too. There's always there's a limit for everybody.
0: We not, don't know when that is. Not for great radio. Not that I can see in the, in the foreseeable future.
1: Do you think by the time we're like about to die that the technology will be so advanced that it'll be like a sci-fi movie and they'll just somehow download our consciousness into another body or something?
0: Mm, like you think maybe we'll be circling the drain before radio is? I don't know. I think that's already happening, but not great radio. No fear of us; we're not going anywhere unless we're thrown off or canceled or replaced possible. by another two hours of True
1: Punks doing electro. Yeah, who knows? Who knows at this point? But thanks for joining us now. Hey, if you have mailbag questions or want to contribute to this show in any kind of hilarious way, you want to send us a text message, a little voicemail, we'll play it on air, just call the 5-Count Hotline, 507-519-2030. That is the ticket to all of your beautiful dreams come true. That's a one-way street to Dusty's desk, baby. Yeah, baby. 507-519-2030. Listen, if you're nervous... And you want
0: to call and practice, and you screw up. Just say, "Hey, I'm going to call again. Don't don't use that one," because people do that all the time. They get nervous. They get nervous, even when they just hear tons of voice on on the answering machine. It's like still something happens. You get dry mouth, and you start to maybe get the shakes. It shakes a little bit.
1: Flop sweats. You know, flop sweats. Yeah, I I get it. It's amazing how much that still happens. Even though you'd think that radio's dead and nobody cares, but the reality is some people still do care. They get worried.
0: You know who one of those guys is? Jerry Seaver's son. Really? I'm pronouncing that right. He still cares? I don't know. He left a message for you. Oh, I haven't listened to it, but Oh
1: boy. Oh boy. Let's hear it.
3: Hello everybody. This is Jerry. I was just in Faribault, then I stopped at Taco Bell in Owatonna, now I'm in Cassin. Oh baby! I just wanted to say, I was talking about music the other day to somebody and I just said, you know that singer Adele, I said she sucks. She oh, you can't say that, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I go up and listen to her music, she sucks. Oh no, no, she's, she is unbelievable, I uh, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Adele. What what is that? Oh no, she's oh she's so unbelievable. I don't get it. She sucks. I mean this I mean can why can't somebody say that? God, I speak the truth. And also like let's take three groups. How about Pearl Jam, Aerosmith, and uh Eric Clapton? They all suck. <laughs> I mean, which group would you rather listen to
0: out of those three? They all suck. Oh, I'm getting another call. I got to go. What's it? Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. He's got another call. Wow. Wow. Ton, what do you do with, with that information?
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. Oh, man. Um, that was uh, so. <laughs> Jerry S. First of all, I will say uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that information. I really do. I think that's great. You know what I'm saying? You didn't know Eric Clapton sucked? No, I a hundred percent know that Eric Clapton sucks. I totally know that. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. So. Dude, I've been there, Jer. I've been there. I've listened to that Adele business. I've been there. And I was... uh, Okay, here's the deal. My mother, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. She got crazy about the Adele at one point in time, bought like a DVD, had the whole thing, comes over and says, oh, let's watch this DVD, let's watch this concert DVD. It's Adele. She's wonderful. Oh, it's just so great. It's so great and at the time I was super into Kimbra I was really into Kimbra's music and there's there's a major difference between Kimbra and Adele and I watched the, the concert with my mom and um, it was right at like the, the height of Adele crazy town and crazy town now there's a group <laughs> now I didn't I didn't immediately tell my mom that Adele sucks, but in my mind I was like, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but it's kind of boring because she just, it's just not a lot of range. It's like her singing style is just kind of the same all the time. Um, Billie Eilish is sort of the same deal. Like, it's like to me, I I get the feeling like they're a one trick pony to some degree. Like they just have their style that they sing and that's it. And Now, the thing that I have to realize is, for some people, that is fantastic. And even for me, some groups are that way, and that's still okay with me. Like ACDC, yes, they can release the same album over and over and over and call it something different, and I don't mind at all. I think it totally rocks. But it doesn't work the same way for me with Adele, for whatever reason. It's just my tastes, I guess. So, I think it's completely fair to for jerry to think that she sucks and um i would even argue that it's unfair to say like no 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 no, no. you can't say that that's she's unbelievable i would say that other person is fully welcome to his opinion that she's unbelievable and that's great you know like obviously a lot of people think she is amazing and fantastic and that's great you know what i'm saying like i don't wish adele any ill will I don't want to say that she sucks to try to get people to not like her or listen to her. Oh boy. I think she's she's perfectly fine and it's all good. But to say like unbelievable, I, I don't know. I agree that it's not it's not it wasn't unbelievable to me. I would rather listen to Kimbra who has way more range in my opinion, like her vocal range and what she does what's happening on stage. Even when I saw her in live is like, holy crap. But Kimbra is way less accessible to the average listener. That's the thing.
0: I feel like we just lost the three women who probably tolerated this program.
1: Well, hopefully they're open minded, understanding individuals. Like, I'm not telling them to think that, to think anyway in particular. I'm just saying I appreciate that there's someone who has the cojones. <laughs> To state their opinion, and I think it's totally fine. We're all entitled to one. Like cojones. The other thing, though, what did he say? Eric Clapton, Aerosmith, and Pearl Jam.
0: Obviously, Ton knows that music is the weapon. He would music listen to Aerosmith all day. It's the weapon. He'd be honking
1: on Bobo until the sun came up. You know, I have to tell you honestly. Um, be I, honest. I put it. I've got all those Aerosmith albums. On that thumb drive in my car, and I put it on once in a while, and more often than not, I turn it off. No, because I'm like, yeah, that's a good song, that's a good song, and then I get bored with it, and I'm like, what the heck happened here? What is happening right now?
0: What are you listening to? uh,
1: I don't think that Aerosmith sucks. Permanent Vacation. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Done with mirrors. But I am to the point where I have too big a thumb drive and too much music where I get kind of like, uh, like I don't know. I'm having a hard time. I have to designate, like, this is what I'm listening to. <clears throat> but, um, Eric Clapton, yeah, that's, he's not even on the thumb drive. That sucks. <laughs> um, I'm in agreement there. Pearl Jam, I would like to, um, spend more time exploring because I only remember really listening to the one album a lot. And I've been staying away from it for years because i associated all of that business nirvana pearl jam with all of like this very depressing time and this weird you know confusing time of life and not understanding why everybody loved it and whatever we've talked about nirvana a little bit on yeah this show. but
0: ton you're a confused
1: depressed man that sounds like it'd be right up your alley yeah i don't want it to feed into the whole thing i don't oh, want to okay. make it worse but i've found like when i listen to nirvana, to, to nirvana now it's more enjoyable in a different way it's interesting anyhow i just want to say thanks jer i don't fault you you're entitled to your opinions but we can still like aerosmith right here's the thing jerry's gonna have to talk he's gonna have to say something back after this rebuttal he's gonna have to have a rebuttal because who are those what is it? The Google Goo Dolls or whatever? Who's the what's the band that sings the song that um Soul Asylum Train g- song? He loves Soul, Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Yeah. Um wrong way on a one way track. Sorry, not sorry, Jer. I know oh. you love those guys. Oh. And I support you loving them. Oh boy. But in my opinion, they uh. suck. Oh. Completely sucks. More than Adele? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would rather listen to Adele. Oh, no. Soul Asylum? Nah. No, thanks, dude. Sucky. Real sucky. Oh. I'm happy for him. So Adele sucks, and Soul Asylum really sucks. Super suck. Super? Super sucker. Worse than Eric Clapton? It's like the water gun, but a sucker instead of a soaker.
0: Are they tied for worst with Eric Clapton? I don't know.
1: I'm just. You can't even give a definitive answer. No, it's whether or not they're
0: worse than Clapton.
1: Yeah, I can't. And that's the thing. And now, Jerry, thanks for
0: it's been nice knowing you, Jerry. And (laughs) just know that tons views do not necessarily reflect those of my or my apparent affiliates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you look back at at our correspondence. When Jer got to see Soul Asylum, I was in full support and I was happy for him. I legitimately was. He sent me pictures even of him with the group and stuff. And you know what? That's cool. If somebody still has passion and likes a group that much and gets to meet them and is actually excited about it, I'm all for that. That's happiness. I would have even, like, <laughs> I probably would have even went to a show with Jer and just, like, been a buddy if we were buddies like that. I would do that. I mean, if you love Soul Asylum, I would probably still go with you. But I personally think they suck. So ton fully respects your right to suck and listen to
0: things that suck.
1: <laughs> no, you're wording it in a different way because <laughs> I'm not making a definitive point that they do indeed suck, it, therefore implying that you don't understand it properly and that you see them in an incorrect way. I am just saying. I think that they suck, and someone obviously they don't completely suck because some people like them.
0: Yeah, but a person like you, Ton, you really need to be mindful of your clout and your position, That's ridiculous. and your influence. That's ridiculous. And things
1: that you say. That's why I'm careful. I'm saying right now. It's only for myself. I don't really care for Soul Asylum. Well, now he doesn't care for them. I think they suck. <laughs> but everyone else that loves them, I fully support you in loving them. I would not get in your way of loving Soul Asylum.
0: Does this mean I should stop wearing my SpaghettiOs t shirt? No, wear whatever you want. Ton, how do you feel about Jethro Tull? Love him.
1: You know what? <laughs> I thought you might. I thought you might. And it's hilarious because I'm sure I could just get extremely ripped for loving Jethro Tull, but.
0: I mean, well, how could you not? They've been around for 55 years. Yeah, man. That's a long time. Listen, Ton, I don't know if you knew this if you're just joining us, but here's the thing. Ian Anderson, frontman, founder, singer, flute player for Jethro Tull.
1: He's on the program tonight, right now. The the most rockinest flautist out there, right? I mean, he's like the originator of that, right? Uh, Well, I think other people played the flute first, but not as well. Not in rock music. Not in the rock music world, right? You might be right. Might be.
0: Now there's Ian Anderson and uh, Lizzo. Those are the only two flautists that I know of. Yes. I'm all for it, man. Let's hear the interview with Ian Anderson. Let's do it. There's a new Jethro Tull album out. Can you believe it? I, I totally can believe it we're on the phone today with the one and only ian anderson frontman founder for jethro tull jethro tull is back with a new album the zealot gene well first i gotta say it's an honor speaking with you thank you so much for joining me thank you well i know jethro tull is back with a new album the zealot gene can you tell the listeners a bit about the new album Well,
4: I tell them a lot about the new album, but time is of the essence, so I'll keep it as brief as uh, I possibly can. It's an album that started uh, in uh, January of 2017 when I decided I would write a series of songs, each one of them about a powerful human emotion. So I made made a list of one-word descriptions of human emotions, bad stuff like greed, jealousy, vengeance, anger, and you know, all that stuff. And then some good things like fraternal love, erotic love, spiritual love, companionship, uh, compassion. And I looked at my list of words and I thought, wow, those are all words I remember reading often in the Holy Bible. So in a whimsical moment of curiosity, I did an, an internet search of the use of those words in the Bible and copied some biblical text as a point of reference and put it into a document that I could use as comparisons and as metaphors or similes through analogies, writing lyrics of the songs, which are mostly set in the present day. But, you know, I try to, you know, just draw those um, those little comparisons. And in case of a couple of the songs, they are more obviously um, related to biblical tales. But uh, to suggest that the songs are uh, Based on Bible text would be very simplistic and convey the wrong idea they they, they um, draw upon um, and share some of that um, some of that storytelling and narrative that is uh, biblical, whether you believe it or not and um, but I, I'm more interested in the songs and the implications of those ideas and the way that they relate to the world I live in and um, so I think it's always important to. Well, for me as a writer, you know, to try and observe and interact a little bit with with where I am and what I do and the people that I inevitably come into contact with, either as an observer or as an, or as a participant in terms of a of um, some kind of social intercourse.
0: Excellent. Well, I know it's been uh, almost twenty years since the last. Jethro Tull album, uh, why was now the time uh, for you to get back in the studio and get this one out?
4: Well, the, the time was um, 1st of January 2017 and uh, we recorded I mean, I finished the writing, I suppose, at the end of February sent off some demos to the band and um, all the lyrics and all the background to the, the album project so that they could prepare for five days of rehearsal followed by five days of recording during which time we recorded seven tracks uh, actually four days of recording I think uh, we recorded seven tracks and um, I, you know I f- finished four of them later in the year between tours but the um, the final five songs which were already written didn't get recorded because we were so busy throughout 2018 2019 with tours and and uh, other stuff going on in our lives collectively I mean there's all the musicians so we um, kept putting it off, and then, and then the pandemic came along. So that that meant lockdown and no real opportunities to work together for a while. And around March, April last year, I thought I've just got to get on and finish this record um, on my own. So I went back to my original demos and ideas and learned how to play the parts again and, and um, made. Um, made 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 the recordings of the last five songs which were done i guess in a you know in a in, in a fairly simple acoustic fashion at home and then i incorporated a a few audio files that the other guys sent in to me <clears throat> with some additional parts which i incorporated into the mix but it means there are five of those songs that are rather more acoustic in feel and not the way that perhaps they would have otherwise have been intended to turn out but in actual fact, I think it was good that that did go that way because it means the album has a little bit more depth, a little more variety musically, and instrumentally, and it has a, you know more dynamic range, which um, isn't a bad thing. So it probably turned out for the best. It just meant that um, um, the uh, the record was somewhat delayed in getting finished, and I didn't. You know, by the time I would uh, mixed and mastered and done all the artwork, it was June, and then we had to wait a long time to get a release date because of the time it takes to press um, vinyl in this day and age where there's so few vinyl pressing plants left and everybody wants their record to be released on vinyl again. So um, the waiting time is, you know, quite often a year or more um, to wait for your slot in the factory to get your record uh, uh, pressed and manufactured. In fact, I've already booked... booked, um, um the uh, vinyl pressing for the next album um for uh, to be released in march of 2023 so i'm ahead of the game and as much as i'm recording or working on that new album now but um, as long as i deliver it by december we'll be in good shape
0: excellent yeah i know you've released a lot of uh, great solo albums over the years um I guess what is it that makes you decide uh, what's going to be a Jethro Tull album and what's going to be an Ian Anderson album?
4: Well, if the um, if the record is going to be um, obviously if it's an acoustic album, you know something a little more intimate, singer songwriter stuff, it makes more sense that it's a that it's releases an Ian Anderson album. But if it's a full band album and one where uh, you know it's going to be drums and bass on. Most of the tracks, or all of the tracks, then I guess it's, it makes more sense that it's a Jethro Tull album. And looking back on the 2014 album uh, Homo erraticus, I, I guess I should have, you know, if I was if, it, if I was back there again, I think I would have released that as a Jethro Tull album. But you know, the guys who were playing with me on on that album and on the Zealot Gene, you know, they've been with me for on average 15 years. It's the far and away the longest continuous lineup of musicians in jethro tell and um but they've never been together on a jethro tell album so i thought um we should put that right
0: and again uh the new jethro tell album the azela gene is out and i know things are kind of getting back to normal in a lot of places do you think there'll be a chance that you'll get back on the road here for this one
4: I don't think you're sitting at uh, um, <laughs> uh, looking at what I'm looking at in terms of the infection rates throughout the m- many countries I'm performing and in, including your own where you've actually had the record infection rates of all time sure. since the beginning of the pandemic and the same thing applies in uh, as of today in uh, Italy, in Germany um, in the UK we're down to actually 50% of the infection the daily infection rate compared to a couple of weeks ago and, and that's kind of good news cautiously because it looks like omicron um, has spread so far and so wide throughout the uk population that natural immunity from being infected plus the um, considerable level of vaccination that we've achieved here looks like it's it, 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 obviously, you must never, ever think, oh, it's over. You know, we've beaten coronavirus. It's it's not going away. It's going to be with us as an endemic disease, whatever happens for the rest of probably my children's and my grandchildren's lifetimes. But hopefully, it's not going to account for too many lives. Uh, and we can only hope that in in Europe, you know, they're about, I would guess, three and four weeks behind us in most of Western Europe. Um, same thing with the USA. But there are parts of Eastern Europe where they haven't, even, they haven't even smelt Omicron yet. And, um, and their vaccination rates are maybe 28, 30 percent. I mean, boy, are they in big trouble. And so am I, because I'm supposed to be playing in some of those countries in the, in the, in the weeks to come. And I can't see, um, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be it's going to be pretty damn serious in a lot of places, so you know we're facing we're back where we were right now. We're just it's a, it's an echo of 2021 and uh, 2020. You know we're back in that already. We've had to, to uh, postpone again for the third and fourth times, two tours in in January. I'm hoping that some of the things in February will go ahead, but um, you know, fingers crossed. And March may be the same. I think by By later in April and into May, I think things will be looking better. Uh, But uh, boy, they're not looking better at the moment. And um, the degree to which um, hospitals can cope with the rising levels of infections from those who are not vaccinated are are becoming seriously ill, then um, there is trouble ahead.
0: Definitely. Well, I'm glad the uh, the album at least uh, got a chance to get out here. I know you mentioned you're working on another one and. You know, it's uh, about 55 years for Jethro Tull, you know, with the longevity and the influence you've had on so many other bands. Why do you think Jethro Tull is not in the uh, Rock Hall of Fame? Do you care about that at all or?
4: Well, I had a very long conversation uh, with Bob Lefsetz yesterday about that, and I was trying to explain to him that in spite of, you know, how grateful I am for the support and encouragement from people in the music industry and, and from fans, but I, I honestly just don't think that Jethro Tull is the right band for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's an American institution about musical Americana. Um, and Jethro Tell, you know, don't really have an association with typical American-styled music. You know, I don't sing with an American accent. I don't, uh, I don't do rock and roll and, or even blues. You know, I, it's, um, I, I don't think we really qualify or belong and so, I think there are many, many other bands in the USA who deserve far more to be in the American Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than than Jethro Tull, and perhaps some of the bands that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who, you know, for, for my money, do have nothing to do with American music whatsoever. But um, maybe um, maybe the uh, the folks who make these decisions have a soft spot for. Yes, or whoever it might be, and um, I know for a fact that at least one of them hates Jethro Tull because that's been the case since um, since long ago in uh, in uh, Rolling Stone editorial offices a deep loathing for Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull. So you know that might explain part of it, but I'm right. I'm just uh, repeating hearsay and uh, sure. anecdotal stuff that comes my way, but it's of little importance to me anyway but um, you know of course any peer group um accolade is, is is welcome but it's not something that for a minute you know means enough to me to for me to be wasting a second of my life in you know, mourning the fact that i'm not fully appreciated where other people think i should be uh, I, sure. everybody's got a right to have their own taste and and um, I can think of several strong arguments, some of which I've just made, about why we shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But there you go. But nice ni- nice to be thought of.
0: <laughs> well, Ian, I know it was short-lived, but uh, I wanted to ask you your memories of uh, Tony Iommi being in the group. I, it's interesting to think what might have been uh, had he stuck around.
4: Well, it, it would have been frustrating for him, frustrating for me, and probably not worked out because Tony when he came down to spend a couple of days in the studio with us rehearsing, just to see, you know, how how it might work. Um, it wasn't easy really for him to play some of the, the chord shapes and elements of the music uh, which I showed to him. And I didn't realize that he'd, he'd had, um, you know, a, a bit of serious damage to his fingers and in, and in, uh, in an industrial accident. Uh, which meant, rather like Django Reinhardt, he had to develop a style of music which which he could which he could work with. And I, mean, I heard him play live with the band called Earth, um, and thought, wow, well, you know, I, li- I like this guitarist. He plays really nice, straightforward, simple things, just chords that were just two or three notes and open fifths, and it was you know really um, poignant and and um, and sometimes rather ambivalent. You know, the melody could be the the decider in terms of a major or minor or a seventh or a ninth or any other interval, uh, the chords themselves were, were quite ambiguous sometimes. And I, and I liked that. But of course I, I have, um, um, you know, four reasonably good fingers in my left hand. So of course I was writing songs where I was playing bar chords and majors and minors and sixths and sevenths and ninths and things. And that, that wasn't really easy for Tony. So we were going to, you know, we're going to have to either modify the music a lot or we were going to have to, um, um, uh, you know, find uh, another guitar player. And Tony did come back again, actually, a few weeks later to help us out in the recording of the the Rolling Stones rock and roll circus, a TV program that was made around Christmas of 68. And Tony came and mimed to a couple of prepared backing tracks because we didn't have a, a guitar player at that point. Martin Barr joined in sort of in January of uh, of uh, 69. But, um, t- you know, Tony is uh, someone who over the years, from time to time, I've uh, seen him. And I was actually, for the first time I ever, ever actually got to see Black Sabbath doing a concert on their farewell tour in 2019, I guess it was. I went to their second last concert and, the birmingham uh, arena where it took place actually no it was at the o2 in london and um and i went along to finally get to see black sabbath and <laughs> tony was in good form after the show and you could see the the slight sadness and nostalgia that this was all coming to an end and you know in fact i exchanged emails at christmas and um you know he's doing pretty well and seems uh, Suitably engaged with things, but um, you know he's uh, he's one of the great the great heroes and and very much the the originator of a musical genre that we got to know as, as heavy metal. It's hard to imagine heavy metal without Tony Iommi um, actually forging the uh, forging the way in terms of a, a musical style
0: awesome again ian it's been an honor speaking with you i'm looking forward to uh, what you've got coming up next and uh, the zella gene sounds great and thank you so much for your time today
4: Okay, doke well i'm glad i managed to hook up with you nice to talk to you take care
0: all right you too thank you so much
4: okay cheers bye bye now
0: and again that was the one and only ian anderson founder and frontman for jethro tull and the new album the zella gene is out now <laughs>
2: Half of us are in the apple, half of us are in the pie, all of us are in the pudding when the last bus has come by. Someone has to take the high road, someone has to make the bed, no one has the right to tell you to lie down when all is said. The the stereotype, the polarizing pitch play. play, While some of us sit in between, interminable double shades of grey For me it's a of the time, we set out on that great divide The balance scales may tremble But a fellow weights are on our side Killing the xenogene, right or left, no in between Beware, beware the xenogene, make it plain, it gasoline. The populist with dark appeal, the pandering to hate, which xenophobic scaremongers deliver on a plate, To tame the pangs of hunger, and satisfy the lust Slave to ideology, moderation bites the dust, Be buzzing in your bonnet, and I'll wasp right up the bum of the eight underhood. Hot hammer under thumb, here splitting twitter thunder and a screaming she wail You got too many opinions and a tomcat by the tail. Carrying the Senate team, right or left, no in-between. Beware, beware the Senate sheep, make it flame your gasoline. It, flame, it gasoline Half of us are in the apple Half of us are in the pie All of us are in the pudding When the last bus has gone by Someone has to take the high road Someone has to make the bed No one has the right to tell you To lie down when all is said Blackened by the stereotype, a polarizing dip should play. While some of us sit in between, interminable shades of grey. The leads of walks, the title center on their great divide. The balance scales may tremble, but the feather weights are on our side. Carrying the team sheen, minor blood, no in between. Beware, beware the salad sheen, make it flame. Hi, this is Glenn Hughes, and you're listening to The Five Count. Robert Bouchard, and you are listening to The Five Count.
1: back indeed.
0: That was a lot of Jethro Tull.
1: Yeah, man. It's worth it.
0: Ian Anderson. The new Jethro Tull album, The Gene, is out now. Crazy. Go check it out. Did you ever think we'd have uh, the guy from Jethro Tull
1: on the show? Never, not once. I
0: didn't either. But then we did. But then we did. That's something. It is. Who else has got that Nobody that I know. Yes, <laughs> no one that I know personally, no. I don't know. Think Herb Croon has had Ian Anderson on the show? Probably not. Think Johnny Hirschfield from Beautiful Music for Ugly Children ever had a guy from Jethro Tull on the show? Probably not. Well, something to think about.
1: Think about it.
0: Think about uh, staying with us here. Got some time left in the program. Yeah, we do. Who knows what could happen? Ton might just go off. He's got a real short fuse, and he's right on the edge. Like, right (laughs) on the edge. Right on the edge. He's a powder keg.
1: Am I really? And
0: you're the match, gentle listeners.
1: (laughs) Wow. I had no idea. Well, one more, uh, you know, crazy voicemail from somebody like Floyd Shouts might just send me. Floyd Shouts, uh, he's taking it
0: easy this evening. He's taking it easy. I think he can sense that maybe he pushed you too far the last couple weeks. He can sense it now. He's getting the feeling. When are we going to go to the uh, Wasika Culver's?
1: Ah, that's a good question. Get some know.
0: custard. You're not allowed to leave the house until after dark.
1: Yeah, it's rough.
0: It'd be 10.30 by the time we get there.
1: That's a late one. That's a late one. We got to go in the daytime on the weekend or something where we could see Floyd Shouts, get Custard, go see Heather. Heather would be excited. This weekend? No. Can we go right now? It's too late. Heather's sleeping right now. I mean, maybe she's not sleeping right now. She, I don't know. She's probably not sleeping right now.
0: I just want some ice cream, Ton. I don't care who's sleeping.
1: Yeah, but I like to just see Heather whenever I can, too. Heather's awesome. I mean, I don't even know if Heather listens to this program anymore, but... Doubt it. Just saying shout-out to Heather, because she's pretty much, like, really awesome.
0: I want to give a special shout-out to Ton. But not ton, like, not now, ton, right here, now, sweater wearing ton. I mean, yeah. like, you know, ton from the past. 10 years ago, ton. Yeah. What happened? 10 years ago, ton. Listen, ton, this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. Ton, for some reason, was just flashing me the devil horns while he was yawning mightily. So I'm getting mixed messages Oh yeah So what happened? Do I rock or am I boring him? No you definitely rock Can't decide Holy cow ton January 21st 2012 It was you and me And Stuart From Rascal DNA
1: Weird Stuart just Stuart was there Remember that show? Yes I remember Stuart very well Guess who else was on the show with
0: us? (laughs) Take a guess. Give up? Give up. Prince Marky D. Oh, man. The late Prince Marky D. Yeah. Of the fat boys. Wow. We called him and he's like, hey, I'm Prince Marky D. How you doing? It was the best night of my life. That's crazy. And if you remember... We were in, this was only an hour long show. This is one of the big regrets in my lifetime as far as this show goes. I've got a whole truckload of other regrets. Okay. (laughs) As far as the show goes, because it was only an hour, right? So back then I was always mindful of the time. We need to have time to play music so these interviews can't be too long. And sometimes I should have just like let people talk. Yeah. For 80 minutes and figured it out later. Yeah. But on this particular occasion, we were interviewing Prince Marky e. D. And then out of nowhere, do you remember this? He's like, hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool Rock Ski is sitting with me in the car. You want to talk to him? Yes, dude. <laughs> the other fat boy? Like, of I didn't course. even know those guys were, like, even still talking to each other. Yes. So then. We had Cool Rock Ski on the show. Yes, dude. But we only talked to him for like a minute or so. Uh, Because we had already had like 25 minutes in the can, as they say. Yeah. And I'm thinking we can't do an hour show where we talk and do an interview for 54 minutes and play one song. So we just said, hey, how you doing? And that was about it. Yeah, I remember that. What a bummer. Man. But it still counts, Ton. We still had them both on the show. Yes. Both survive at the time, both surviving fat boys. We're on the five count. Ten years ago this week. That's awesome. And now Cool Rock Ski is the only one left. That's crazy. Ton's like, Don't you dog me? <laughs> Don't you dog me? <laughs>
1: uh Wow.
0: So we had two fat boys for the price of one.
1: Yeah. Good show. And they
0: talked about hanging out with Freddy Krueger. You know, we've had multiple guests that talked about hanging out with Freddy Krueger. And they said they, remember they, uh, they said they ripped off his nose, his prosthetic nose. Oh. And kept it. I don't remember that. They'll go back and listen to it. It's at thefivecount.com. That's awesome. All these interviews are at thefivecount.com. Yes. Talk about Free entertainment. Holy cow. Well, I don't know if entertainment's the right word. but
1: Yes, entertainment.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. That was 10 years ago, Tom. That's awesome. The night we had two fat boys on
1: the program. That is very cool. Two fat boys and Stuart.
0: Right. He's more of a stocky boy. Man. I wonder how that guy's doing now. I wouldn't know. I helped them move and then never saw them again. How do you like that? Huh. Took the day off and got real super sweaty and lifted boxes and furniture and helped them move for several hours and then then they quit talking to me.
1: That's crazy.
0: Even though technically I introduced them and then they later got married and did a radio show. Also thanks to me, just saying. Not that I'm, you know, Bitter.
1: That is a weird scenario. What, that people don't like me? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. Weird. Well, sorry about that. Listen, the only other uh the only other guest that I can remember that had a Freddy Krueger story was George Lynch, right?
0: Of Dokken. Yes because Dokken did the uh, song for A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Yes. The Fat Boys did Part 4.
1: So you can go look for the George Lynch interview as well. He tells a whole coked out story about hanging out with with Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger on the set of doing, you know, the, the the movie for or the song and the music video for Part 3. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. The fat boys stole Freddy's nose, and uh, Dokken helped put things up Freddy's nose. Yeah. Crazy. It was the 80s.
1: Man, it was the 80s.
0: What a crazy time. Ton, speaking of ladies of the 80s, I got a question here from your mailbag. From Nikki Strasamon, which all right let's have it stress a man
5: all right think S- is how you pronounce it stress
0: a man which what your guys favorite board games clue and life are two of my top ones oh wow do you have a favorite token or color you always have to be signed Nikki. stress a man stress a man that's
1: that's a fun question I wasn't expecting that out of her. That's a fun question, Dust. You wasn't expecting you to be fun, Nikki. <clears throat> that's not what I said. It's exactly what you just said. I just wasn't expecting a board game toy type question. What, ah, that's What a, were you expecting? That's a tough uh that's a tough question for me, kind of. I I have multiple layers there. So I play I just now started playing games like that with my daughter. And so that's really the majority of what I do is play. I play Princess Candyland, and I play uh, kids' version sequence. And then um, there's she has two different games of I Found It. One is like a really super long board game with little magnifying glasses and stuff. But we always play, it's just a card version of I Found It. So you have these cards, and you flip them over, and... On one side it has some kind of an object and on the other side it's like a scene from a Disney movie and you got to find like buckets, clocks, ropes, this sort of thing. And it's supposed to be like speed game. Like as soon as you find it you put it down and you're trying to get rid of all your cards. So we also got on the mousetrap train for a while. But honestly I was like stoked to to have her play mousetrap and to play it with her again. But now it's like I remember it just the same way as it happened when I was a kid. I played it like 10 times, and now I'm just like, meh.
0: It's like the Adele of board games. Yeah,
1: it's just like, ah, you got to set up all this crap, and it's just like...
0: I thought for sure you were going to say Mall Madness.
1: (laughs) No, no. Haven't played that one with her. The sequence for kids one is really fun with her. Um, She gets excited about that. I don't really have any preference well when i'm playing princess candyland i like being ariel obviously so i like that um for the color of chips with kids sequence i don't really care blue red green yellow, i'll be whatever so other than that when i was when i was growing up um, older than my daughter i remember loving the game sorry i loved that game a lot what about crossfire did you ever get I, caught up in that? No, I never had Crossfire. I never had Crossfire, Hunger, Hungry Hippos, none of those crazy games. Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur? Yeah, I didn't have that. My mom and I played Sorry a lot, or Monopoly. Did you play Don't Wake Daddy? No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Only oh, we played Operation. Those. These are all the games that I remember playing as a kid. Operation, uh... Sorry, Monopoly. And then the last one I'm trying to think of is it concentration or it's that one that people joke about or put memes out now, like the beginning of all of our anxieties. It's the game where you set the timer and you push the thing down. Perfection. Maybe it is perfection. You got to put all the pieces in there or whatever by the time it and then when it the timer goes off, it pops and all your pieces go flying.
0: You know, what my favorite is. I remember playing that a lot. Dream phone.
1: I don't remember that at all. What? You'd have the big phone
0: and you'd call, try to figure out what boy wants to date you? No, I never played that. What? He's not wearing that hat. He's not at the beach. You don't
1: remember that? No, I never had that. I never saw that. I don't know what that is. And you'd get the card and you'd say, it's Dan. Dan, my man. I really like you.
0: (laughs) Nikki, you know what I'm talking about. Dream phone. Dream phone.
1: Tons of just trying to sound tough. I had no idea. No, I honestly have no idea. Never heard of that game. I have a Nightmare in Elm Street game. It sucks. Um, Shrieks and Creeks, Sophia and I have played around with, but not the full legit thing where we're hooking it up to the stereo. But she likes the board, and she's all about like all oh, the blood and the trail and what are we doing? So we just pretend and roll through and go get to the end. Um. Listen, Ton.
0: I'm looking right now on eBay. We can buy a copy of Dream Phone for seventy five dollars. Seventy
1: five bucks
0: plus thirty seven dollars shipping. This is ridiculous. It's only hundred and ten bucks. I'm going to say wanna no it?
1: thanks. I'm going to say no thanks to that. So, as an adult, Nikki, here's this is why I have multiple layers on this game thing. As an adult, one of the games that I like to play and specifically like to play with other people, like if you have friends or whatever, is a game called Pandemic, which is, I guess, fitting or not so popular to say maybe right now. But we found out about it and got it before the pandemic ever hit. I can't remember what year it was, but it won a bunch of board game awards. And what's cool about it is it's a cooperative game, so... Um, Even if you have four people playing or whatever, you're all working together to try to uh, basically rid the planet of a pandemic of viruses. Sounds terrible. It's kind of fun. Ton, watch this.
6: The game with the talking phone <laughs> to win. Call guys, get clues, figure out which guy really
2: likes you. He's not wearing a
6: hat. Bye, guys. What'd he say? My secret. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's not at the beach.
6: See you later. Guys. guys. <laughs> it's Dan. Dan,
2: my man. You're right. I really like you.
5: Yes. <laughs>
1: See?
0: <laughs> Dream phone, the hot electronic talking phone game. It's for you.
1: It's for you, ton. Dust, you just memorized the commercial hello hunks you never had this game i did well i do you
0: do not
1: this is ridiculous
0: ton why do you kind of always try to make me feel bad about (laughs) my choices
1: i like adele and i like dream phone and just deal with it that's a strange thing i can't even imagine you at your grandma's house playing dream phone hello hunks (laughs) wow well there you go those are my picks I got operation for my daughter, but she won't touch it yet. Let's play
0: uh some board games on Patreon. That could be fun. Alright. Like your old show, the Triple B Express. Remember when your co host always wanted to sure. like play Trivial Pursuit and do origami over the radio? Yeah. We could
1: try that. I do remember that. Could be fun. Or we obnoxious. Could try it. Well, for on Patreon we could video we could recorded on video yeah let's do it let people see
0: hey let's hear a song and quick and then we'll come back the BCAA. that song over already yeah man hey ton welcome back to the five count here we are it's a show it's over it's a beautiful time but it's been great having you it's been great knowing you thanks to ian anderson from jethro tull for being on the show that's something what a guy it is something it's very much something you could join us on patreon if you love us and want to support us that's the best way to do it get all sorts of like cool bonus stuff and early access to all our junk and tons junk in, all in of particular, our, <laughs> which all I know all junk. of you want access to that. Early access to my junk. It's all there for the taking. Wow. That's really something. Yeah, well, you know. Huh. Here's some tons junk music. <laughs>
1: I don't That's sad. It's sad music. It's terrible.
0: What was I saying? Well, it's been great yeah
1: i'll say and send us some money would you check us out on patreon we do a lot of fun things on there have you been to the five dot com? have Me? you been to youtube slash the five count? um yeah that is pretty awesome thank you there is some stuff coming out on there that's pretty awesome pretty hilarious do you re-watch those videos ever what videos we are we talking? The five-count co-op. Oh, where we play video games and yeah.
0: realize that we don't know what we're doing?
1: Yeah. Do you ever watch those, Rewatch watch those?
0: Oh, I have here and there. The best part about that is we try to do it exactly like we would when we were kids, where you rent a game, have no idea what it is or how to play it, and you just try to figure it out. Yeah. So we don't know anything about the game. We don't read the manuals. We don't... And you can tell when you watch. Yeah. Because we usually suck. We usually definitely suck. But that's part of the fun. It's going to be fun next week, Ton, and I'll tell you why. A lot of stuff happening next Saturday. For one, it's my freaking birthday. Yeah, man. And Ton's going to get me a gift. Definitely. Guess what else it is? Give up? princemas yes next saturday is princemas what a wonderful time what do you want to do for princemas play prince music hey (laughs) that's a great idea let's do that let's do it hey i think we're done we're all done thanks so much for joining us tonight
1: thanks for sticking with us we'll see you next time goodbye hunks